0: welcome to the master your magnetism podcast where i interview top experts to help you create the life and relationship you've always wanted we are broadcasting live again today on bullhorn so hello to everyone who's watching live feel free to say hi in the chat let us know where you're watching from if you're listening to this on spotify or apple podcasts you're listening to the replay of this so if you want to join us live next time Click the link in the description where you can download the Bullhorn app and make sure to follow my podcast on Bullhorn so you don't miss any of my live broadcasts. I'm going to be going live almost every day in the month of October. I've been having so much fun with this. Today I'm talking with my very good friend and fellow coach, Mike Goldstein. Welcome, Mike. Thanks so much for joining.
1: Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. For those of you who aren't familiar with Mike, he is an amazing coach. He's the founder of Easy Dating Coach, and he actually has the highest success rate in the entire country for getting his clients into relationships within three to four months, I believe. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Yeah, he has an amazing system. He's been on the Today Show. He's been featured in Shape Magazine. He's been featured all over the place. And I believe that With your system, Mike, you only have to meet about six to eight people to ensure that you meet someone you like, right? Yep. Awesome, so hello to everyone in the chat. Jill, Tiffany, everyone says they need this help, so we're so excited to connect with you. Today we're actually going to be talking a little bit about Mike's system, but really we wanted to dive a little deeper into how to avoid burnout and frustration when you're dating and looking for that right person for you. So if you guys have any specific questions about that, let us know in the chat. We'll get to your questions at the end. And if you're listening on Bullhorn, you can also uh, click on the green circle with the telephone icon if you want to call in and talk to us personally. We love connecting with you. But for now, let's just jump right in. Mike, what's the first thing you have to say about finding the right partner quickly and you know avoiding burnout and frustration or discouragement?
1: Yeah, I think the biggest piece for frustration when it comes to online dating is not having the right system for how you're going to go about it. And so what I mean by that is how it becomes so addicting, right? So every time you get a message, you just, um, you know, you may go check it every single time. And so imagine every day you're getting 10 messages and you hop in, you get a message at 8.30 in the morning, you check it, and you're like, oh, that guy's no good. Then at 9.15, you get another one. That's no good. And then that happens throughout the day and that can get very discouraging if you do that 10 times throughout the day. Instead, what I'd suggest is chunking your online dating system. So what you need to do with the apps or match, if you have that app is turn off the notifications so you don't get notified when you get a message and then you check, you know, maybe three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday at eight o'clock from eight to eight thirty, So it's short. And then when you get 10, 20 messages, You just get excited about the one or two prospects that look good. And then you disregard the other 18, 19 that don't look good. And it'll be more uplifting when you spend your time on the the one or two good ones instead of the every time getting bogged down by the bad ones.
0: That's so important. I love this sort of abundance mindset approach. So it sounds like you only need to online date. Really? Is it like 90 minutes a week? Is it more or less than that?
1: Yeah, I mean, if you're implementing my system specifically, it it will be 90 minutes. Um, If you're still figuring it out and don't quite know what you're doing, you know, you'll probably need four to six hours, if not more.
0: Got it. So that makes so much sense rather than keeping your notifications on and going, oh, this guy's not a fit. This guy's not a fit. None of these guys are good matches. There's no good men out there. You just dive into this kind of cycle of discouragement, (laughs) right? Which I know coming from my own mindset, feminine energy approach does not help you at all, right? Especially when it comes to law of attraction and all of those great things I love to talk about. So this way you, you know, three times a week, you look online And even if it's only one out of 20 people that seems like a decent match, if you're excited about that one potential guy, at least, you know, that'll keep you going, keep you engaged, I think is what I hear you saying. Do I have that right?
1: You are absolutely right. Well said.
0: Fantastic. And what would you say to women? You know, I hear from so many women of all ages. And they say, you know, well, this is great when you're young and beautiful and you have your whole life ahead of you. But what about if you're over 50 or over 60 or 70 plus? I know you specialize in working with women in that age group, right?
1: Yeah, Helena, you know, it's been such an exciting time for online dating um, over 60. Um, I remember like probably four or five years ago, I'd have all these over 60 women applying to work with me, and I just kept turning them down because I'm like, I can't really help them. There's just not enough people online, and you know, I can't take their money and then not deliver. But now, the last like three, four years, it's been gangbusters, especially on like match.com for folks over 60 and even folks over 70. I even had an 80 year old client, like, there's just a lot of opportunity. Near major cities, I'm seeing anywhere from 500 to 2,000-plus matches for folks in their 60s and 70s. Um, so 100%, it's a great time to you know, be dating online.
0: I agree. I know you and I just recorded a video with our mutual client that we had together last year, an amazing woman. I will include a link to that towards the end of this episode. For everyone watching live, if you're listening to the replay, I'll include it in the episode details. It'll be a link in the description. An amazing woman in her mid-60s, found a phenomenal man online at the end of last year, obviously in the middle of a pandemic, things were a little different, but she was able to meet a great guy after implement, you know, working with both of us, implementing your system and using my, you know, mindset, feminine energy, law of attraction tools. And if you guys want to hear from her, I'll include a video at the end of that, that you can click on. But I've just found that to be so true. It's really your mindset and the strategy that you provide that really gets people those quick, permanent results, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you're spot on. I mean, that's basically all it is to be successful. The right mindset, the right strategy. And what's amazing about Linda is I think it's just so wonderful that if you go watch this testimonial, you'll see um, this is a mid-60s woman who had a traumatic first marriage with that was abusive. Um, I remember – Her telling me a story where her husband locked her out of the house uh, when she went to go uh, feed the animals. She comes back. She can't get in the house, and she literally has to go through the doggy door to get back in her house. And that was a low for her, and now she's got an amazing man. And what's great about her story is she's mid-60s. She's overweight, and I'm tired of folks out there saying, I weigh too much. I'm too old. I'm not pretty enough. This is proof that every person gets a partner if they want it. And that's why I love Linda's story.
0: Yeah, she was amazing. As soon as I had my first call with her, I knew that this was going to happen quickly. And she met the phenomenal man that she's with now, within two months of working with the two of us so this can happen no matter how old you are no matter where you live that's another thing i hear too what would you say uh, you know for people who live in a smaller town i hear from women all the time who think they can't meet the right one because of where they live
1: yeah that's a great point once again it's all about strategy um so obviously dating can be difficult so you want to make it as easy as possible so the first thing is starting with the radius as small as possible. So you're going 10 miles. If You know, if there's only 10 people there, then go to 25 miles. And then 50, then 100, then 200. Um, if there's not people within 200 miles, then you need to move. You're too far. Um, but if you get to 200 miles and you've got, you know, you're, you finally hit a major city and you've got a lot of prospects, let's say they're 199 miles away. Your first date should be a Zoom date, so then you guys don't have to travel. And maybe your second and third date might be a Zoom date. But once you feel like this could be a real connection, that's when you start coordinating a date where you see each other in person. Um, So, you know, with Zoom and the way the Internet is right now, there is no way, no matter, you know, where you're living, that you can't, you know, find a good partner at this point.
0: Mike, I heard you mention match.com. I believe you recommend that for people over 45 years of age. Do I have that right?
1: That's 100% right.
0: What would you say? You know, one of the biggest questions I get, you know, I met my husband on Bumble. Everyone asked me, What site did you? meet meet him on, right? And I know you have a lot of data about these online dating sites that no one else has because you've worked, you know, personally with Match, OkCupid, and eHarmony, right? So anything about the specific apps before we dive more into your strategy, I would love to hear it because I know I get asked about that all the time.
1: Yeah, so the reason I suggest apps for folks under 45 is frankly just everyone's on it um, versus, you know, Folks are not really deciding to go on Match um, with the younger ages at this point. But if it, my preference would be to use Match. So if you go on Match and there is a ton of options in your area and on your age range, then by all means use Match. But over 45, there's always gonna be a ton of options for Match and why I love it is there's more information, more data in the profile. Um, sorry, did that answer your question?
0: Yeah, absolutely. What about, you know, Hinge, Bumble, eHarmony? Do you have any data on those sites that people may not, you know, know about?
1: Yeah. um, I mean, let's start with eHarmony. Um, Obviously, they're not advertising this. um, (laughs) And I might get a slap in the wrist for this one. But (laughs) um, eHarmony is made up mostly of women. So if you're a man listener, hop on eHarmony. If you're a woman, you really need to avoid eHarmony because there's just way too much competition and there's not enough supply of men.
0: So what would you say for people under 45?
1: Yeah, so under 45, I, I personally prefer Hinge. Um, if you want to try a second one, I'd say Bumble. Um, but Hinge is a little more serious than Bumble, a little bit, it's, it's advertised as for relationships. So if you're looking for a relationship, you know, hop on hinge. Um, if you're looking to just mess around, maybe you just got out of divorce and you're trying to have fun. Um, I would use Bumble. Um, does that make sense?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So how would someone get started with this? Let's say, you know, a woman's new to this or she wants to start with your system. She wants to try and do it on her own. Like, what would you recommend? I know that, I hear you talk about this 50 message blast and I've never heard anyone else talk about that before. So I'd love to get the secrets on your system that no one else knows about.
1: Yes. I mean, especially on Bumble uh, for women, like it's such an exciting opportunity for women because it's you are in control. So the only way a guy gets a message is if the woman messages first. So with that power gives you A really cool advantage that you should be using and if you remember i think it was i think everyone knew about this like eight years ago on tinder every man was out there swiping right on every person without even looking he would close his eyes and he'd just swipe right on everybody hoping (laughs) to get a match ladies you should use this system to see who likes you and then go from there on match i call this 50 one where we message 50 guys 12 of them you know, want to go out with you and then you pick one. This shotgun first into sniper rifle later is the correct approach on the apps and on match Um, because if you spend a lot of upfront time reading, you know, profiles, whether it be just two to five minutes, that's insane because these people may be married in a relationship, never check this thing, um, not that actually interested in you. So upfront time is your enemy and a huge inefficiency in your process. So swipe right on everybody. Then once you have some matches, then pick the ones you want to message, and it's going to be a lot more efficient.
0: Got it. Okay. So it's like a funnel. I'm visualizing a funnel, right? So f- with the 50 message blast, what is that exactly? What What does that look like? Is it just a copy paste situation where the woman or you know, I see some guys watching now too, just sends the same message to 50 people and the mindset, what's the mindset there? I imagine it wouldn't be getting attached to whether or not certain people respond, right?
1: Yeah. I love that you're talking about mindset. Um, Because that was the big key for Linda that you brought in that really got her to work. But yeah, it's not getting bogged down. So when we send 50 messages and we get 12 people interested, we literally instantly do not care about the 38 people that didn't respond.
2: Mm.
1: We do not care. We just get excited about the 12, and then ultimately we get excited about the one date we're going on. And just so everyone knows, we just repeat this about six to eight times to find someone that can be a good partner for you. So that's all this is. It's just a simple math problem that gets you to your partner.
0: Got it. So when they send these messages, it's not like, waiting for anyone to respond. The mindset is like, this guy could be married. This guy could have just met someone else and won't even check this. This guy might not respond. This guy may or may not even be using this app anymore. That's the mindset, right? Like total detachment from the outcome. Do I have that right?
1: Yeah. There should be no emotion. These online things are just, it's something on your screen. We don't know this person.
0: Absolutely. I know I hear from a lot of women who are afraid to send that first message because, you know, I talk so much about feminine energy. They say, well, isn't that masculine? You're initiating. Isn't that leaning forward? And I would love to hear your thoughts on that, Mike.
1: Yeah, I love that. that that's such an amazing question because, as you know, I'm a huge proponent of feminine energy and masculine energy when it's appropriate. And what we've found is that you can call it going into your masculine by sending the message, not leaning back. But since this is just the internet and not who you are as a person, it's a great way to get you on dates. And of my last, uh, nine marriages and to think about that one, nine marriages, eight of them, we sent the first message to the guy and, you know, Helena, I'll never forget. Um, my client, Isabella, I went to her wedding in New Jersey And I've never met her husband, and I'm in the receiving line, never met him. I get up there, and before I say a word, Nick pulls me in, gives me this massive bear hug, and he goes, thank you for finding my wife. And I promise you in that moment, he didn't care that Isabella messaged him first.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, obviously I met my husband on Bumble, so I sent the first message there. I don't even know what it was, right? (laughs) But Mm -hmm. a lot of people say, should I not do Bumble because it isn't that masculine? And the answer is no. It's all about the energy of where you're coming from. If you're doing it just like Mike says, with zero attachment to the result, you can do anything, <laughs> right? It's when women, I hear from so many women who say, I messaged this guy. How long should I wait for him to respond? And my answer is you should never wait for him. You should not wait for him one second. You're moving forward. If he's interested, he's going to get in touch with you and respond back, right? I mean, are we in, in agreement there? I think we would be.
1: Oh, absolutely. I love what you said, like zero attachment to the outcome. I feel like that is feminine and that just screams confidence to me. Like a woman that doesn't care is a woman that's just confident and ultimately has like a pretty good life. Cause she's like, well, if John Smith doesn't want to go on a date with me, well, I'm going to go to yoga class. Like, I don't care. That's John Smith's
0: loss. Absolutely. So that's the 50 and then narrowing it down to 12. What does that look like? Are those the, the roughly the 12 people who will likely respond?
1: That's correct. So if you message 50 guys saying like, hi, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. 12 of them are going to be in. And then from the 12, that's when you start doing some research. That's when you read their profile, look at their pictures, look at their message, and then determine if it's a good fit. And then you pick one.
0: And then the one is that you, you you know, who you're going to date with that week. I'm assuming, right?
1: Yeah. And so when you're looking at 12 options and you have to get it down to one, usually that date's pretty good. Mm -hmm. And then you just have to repeat that six to eight times. And usually you like someone
0: and that's it. And then you, you've got your, your guy. That really prevents this thing where we create a fantasy in our mind about somebody that we don't even know yet, who may or may not respond, who may or may not even check this message. Uh, So that's very different than what I've heard anyone else talk about. Let's talk about the photo really quick, Mike. I know that you have some great data on the photo. I have a poll on that. Let me see if I can pull that up. Uh, Is there anything you have to say before I do that about the profile, anything specific that men or women should, you know, be either looking for once the 12 people respond or that they themselves should put in the profile. Do you have anything you'd like to say on that? Yeah. I mean,
1: it's pretty simple. Like when you're, well, first of all, put the bulk of the weight on the profile in terms of whether you're going to go out with this guy, the weight on the photo is, is, when you're deciding to go on a date is not that important. Um, Do you want me to talk about the study about um, what we found about attractiveness for women?
0: Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. If you're watching live, you should see a poll on the screen. Uh, Do you you need a headshot if you're online dating? True or false? Uh, Let us know what you guys think about that. And then, yeah, Mike, anything you'd like to say on that? I would love to hear. I've never actually heard you talk about that before, so I'm interested to hear this myself. Yeah, I mean, I'll
1: never forget this study because I found it so interesting. Um, So it was probably about 20, 30 years old, this study. And they had women look at yearbook pictures and then on a 0 to 10 scale rate the attractiveness of the man. And so a woman would give a guy a 4, for example, out of 10. And then they allowed the woman to talk to the guy for an hour. After an hour-long conversation, they had the woman re-rate the guy. And if the guy had a, an amazing personality, his physical attractiveness in her head went from a four to an eight. And the opposite happened when he had a bad personality, a four went to a zero. So they did this, a, a, I think, about two, 3,000 times. And they determined that women could move men's attractiveness four full basis points based on personality. So what I, that means for what I do with my clients Is as long as we're targeting a man that's photo is like a four, then he can be an eight if he's got a good personality. If he's a five, that can be a nine. And so what I'm finding is most of the people that I get married, their attractiveness to their husband is usually about an eight and their compatibility and values is a 10. Um, So of the last 15 marriages I've had, that's usually the stat, like about an eight and their compatibility is a 10 and of the last 15 zero divorces.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I've actually never heard you talk about that before. So thank you for sharing that. Okay, we see some results from the poll. I don't know if you can see these, Mike. Can you see these results? I cannot. Okay, Uh, looks like two thirds of the people said, true, you need a headshot. Um, Everyone, every expert I've heard from before I met you would say if you're online dating, you need a clear shot of your face cropped in so people can see your face as your profile picture. What do you have to say on that, Mike?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of annoying. Um, There's so many coaches out there that just want to spew things with (laughs) no data behind it. And they just go with their gut. They're like, this feels good to me. This is what I think. That's nonsense. Go with the data. Um, I'll never forget. This was on a big PowerPoint for me, Harmony, with millions of data points. The director of analytics is standing in front of a few hundred people presenting this, um, and he says, no headshots. They perform way worse. No headshots. What the data does show is your face should make up 8 to 15% of the surface area of the entire photograph, and you will get way more messages than everybody else.
0: 8 to 15% of the entire photograph. Is this your main profile picture or all the photos you have or at least one? What's Great the question. data say there?
1: Every single photo needs to follow this formula. Wow. Even unmatched when you, the profile picture and it zooms in on your face, you still should have got it from a picture where your face makes up 8 to 15% of the
0: surface area. So that's what the data says from the actual online dating sites themselves. So the, the people who are most successful, that's what they all have in common? Correct. Interesting. See, I've never, heard, I've never heard that before. I am loving this conversation, Mike. Thank you so much for sharing these secrets. <laughs> and yeah, it looks like 75% voted true. So we're really glad to bust some of these myths here. I think it's so important. Do you want to take some questions or is there anything else you want to share? Um, I, I just see some great questions in the chat that I would love to get to. Yeah, let's get to the questions. Okay, great. So um, hi to everybody, Jill, Tiffany. Jennifer says, I think certain cities do better with the apps. For example, Tinder is better than Bumble in Maryland, but not here in Arizona. Bumble is better. Hinge is lame in Arizona. Any thoughts on different cities with the different apps, Mike? I've actually never asked you that before.
1: Yeah, I mean, Jennifer said some really intelligent things there. Um, you know, I have clients literally all over the U S all over the world, and I'm constantly having to find different sites. Like when I work in the Philippines and Australia and, uh, China and, um, Paris and England, they're all different sites. I mean, England, I still get to use match, but to her point, every city is a little different. Um, so when I start working in a city, I have to go research. Um, but what I what I'm giving advice right now is blanket advice. And for majority of the cities, you're going to find me on match majority of the cities. It's going to be hinge. Um, but to her point, you really got to figure out what's going on in your city. Um, like I really am not a fan of Facebook dating, but I found a city like a few weeks ago. I forget which city, but Facebook dating was crushing in that city. So, Um, you kind of got to do your own research. Once you do, um, you know, like a 20-mile radius search on a bunch of different applications, you can see which one performs the best. Or you can just experiment with, you know, Bumble and Hinge and swipe and and see how it goes. Um, It's not about how many people are on Bumble and Hinge because some of them are some lame duck profiles, if you will, some inactives. But it's how much interaction. So, for example, in L.A., Um, there's a lot more interaction on hinge at this point than there is for the other applications. Uh, So you got to experiment a little bit.
0: Love it. I, again, never heard you say that before. So that's really great information for the people listening live. There's a new poll on the screen. How many first dates have you been on? With men or women, for all the guys listening, that you've met online, we have less than 10, 10 to 30 or more than 30. So get your votes in. I believe once you vote, you know, that's it. So just only vote once. And um, we'll get some data on that for everyone listening. Okay, let's see. Um, Sam asks, how do you respond when someone asks, how did you meet? (laughs) Do you admit to meeting online with my husband? Yeah, absolutely. We, we, I'm proud to say that we met online. I actually met him 24 hours after joining an online dating app, as I've talked about, you know, once I was ready to put myself out there again, I went online, met him 24 hours later. So I like to say that I used Mike's system, but just kind of condensed, (laughs) right, Mike?
1: Yeah, I love it.
0: Yeah. Okay. So Jennifer says, when a guy doesn't ask questions back, is that a good indication that he's not interested? If they, if I feel they're not engaging, it's a waste of time. I delete. What are your thoughts on that, Mike?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think Jennifer's spot on. You know, that's kind of how you can um, weed people out with online dating is, do they ask questions? And then how quick is it happening? You know, sometimes you ask a question and then you're waiting, you know, four or five days for a response. I mean, how serious are they about finding a partner if they're only hopping on this thing every five days?
0: I agree. I agree. Absolutely. And by the way, make sure to stay till the end because I have a free gift from Mike, totally 100% free, uh, four signs he's falling for you. So I'll put that on the screen in a little bit towards the end. I just, I'm interested in this poll. It looks like it's across the board, even less than 10, 10 to 30, more than 30. And uh, let's see. Tiffany asks, when a guy sends abbreviations instead of a full sentence, is it a red flag? For example, WYD or HBU, etc." cetera. I've never heard that question. I think that's a fantastic question. Mike, what do you think?
1: You know, <laughs> Tiffany, that's a great question. Um, I mean, we got to look at, I want to share some data first. Um, I think it's match the data comes from. When they did a poll, the number one thing we use to determine if a partner is fit for us is literally the grammar. It's not the picture. It's not, but when we're deciding whether we want to go on a date, it's literally the grammar. Um, so Tiffany, you bring up such a great point. Um, I think, you know, especially well, especially women looking at men, we're checking out the prowess of the man, the um, his articulation, you know, how intelligent is this guy? Could he be financially savvy? Would he be a good earner or protector? And the only way we can do that without being in front of them is kind of like, you know, how's their language? Are they verbose? Are they articulating themselves well? So I think it actually is a decent sign. If you happen to be a well-educated person and use proper grammar, your fit is probably gonna have some decent grammar as well. Um, Specifically about abbreviations, I would use that in conjunction with the rest of the sentence and the, the paragraph structure and if that looks okay, then I'd let the abbreviation slide. But if the whole thing's a mess and it sounds like, you know, a fifth grader wrote it and you're an intelligent person, then maybe that's not going to be a good fit.
0: Love it. Such great advice. I really like that. Jill says, I met my guy on Bumble. I really enjoyed using that app. I felt I had more control. I'm in Southern California. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, absolutely. My uh, my cousin met her partner on Bumble too. They're both in their 50s, uh, you know, have kids. They've been together a few years now. She's the one that suggested I get on there. So yeah, I, I hear from a lot of people who are using Bumble and have great success with it. I know, Mike, you like Hinge a little tiny bit better than Bumble because it's more geared towards relationships, right? that's correct. Yeah. Sam asks thoughts on Raya. Am I pronouncing that correctly? R-A-Y-A.
1: I'm pretty sure it's Raya, but.
0: Oh, Raya. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't know much about it personally, but Mike, do you know anything about that?
1: Yeah, I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's mostly for like celebrities is what they were pitching. So you can kind of hide your identity a little bit, but anyway, um, I am not a fan of most of them, including this one, reason being is it's just you can't use the shotgun approach and, and you lose efficiency. You know, like a lot of people want to go on Meet Mindfill and uh, Farmers Only and uh, like Fitness Singles and Elite Singles and all these other sites. And it's well intentioned, like you want this specific thing. But ultimately, there's not that many people on them. Um, and you kind of have to do the work a little bit. You have to go on the match, the hinge, and if you want something specific, you need to then go find that on these big sites because there's not enough people on the Reyes, on the fitness singles, on you know, all these other things. We've experimented with this for the last 10 years. I've had clients and myself try you know, 60 different apps. It just doesn't work at the same success rate as folks using the bigger sites like Match, Hinge, Bumble.
0: Got it. Because you can't do that shotgun approach, that big funnel at the top, funneling it down to just one match, correct?
1: Yeah, like I have a lot of folks that are spiritual that want to go and meet Mindful. And that's like the biggest spiritual one. But then there's two people in their city. So if you're not a match, like you have this one thing in common, which is great, you're both spiritual. But then there's so many other metrics that you need to be aligned on and having just two people you're not going to get there you need you know ideally 500 plus opportunities so that you can get to a person that actually makes sense for you
0: Got it. Got it. I think that's fantastic. I mean, even just coming from my approach of the abundance mindset, it's going to help you a lot rather than going on something that's really specific, getting attached to the idea of someone (laughs) before even, you know, if there's less of a pool, if there's more of a tendency to get attached to that one person that looks really great. So that was great. Thank you so much for that question. That was a phenomenal question. Um, Tiffany said she'd never heard of it. I sure learn something new? Absolutely. I'm learning a lot of new things. That's why I always love speaking with Mike. He's got all the data from all of these sites. It's really interesting. And it looks like most people have been on less than 30 online first dates, either less than 10 or 10 to 30. So thank you for putting in your votes. And pretty soon on the screen, you will see Mike's free gift, a link to Mike's free gift, four signs he's falling for you. Is there anything you want to say about that, Mike? Because it's about to pop on the screen for the live listeners.
1: Yeah. um, This free gift is really near and dear to my heart, Helena. Um, I don't know. Helena, you may not even know this, why I really got into this industry. But when I was in my 20s, I fell in love with this woman. And I thought I was going to marry her. I thought this was it for me. And she actually ended up cheating on me with one of my close friends. Um, I remember hearing about, she went out with a bunch of my friends, 20 of them, and was making out with him in front of all my friends. And, you know, it was very embarrassing. Anyway, I find out, I'm crying my eyes out. Obviously, the partnership's over. Um, and the reason I tell this story, it was it was very painful Um. For three months, I was crying my eyes out because I lost my partner. And so that led me down a journey of learning everything I could about dating, relationship, sex, and women, and ultimately realizing I didn't understand women, and that pushed her away. But I created this gift specifically because I don't want folks with the wrong man. I don't want you to date someone who's going to break your heart, who's going to cheat on you, who's going to not treat you well who treats you not how you deserve as a high-value woman. So what I love about this gift is I've tested it over the last, I don't know, five, six years. And if these signs are there, 97.5% of the time, the guy is deadly serious about you. So go get your hands on this free gift and use this thing like it's your Bible, Every time you start dating someone, go pull this thing up and be like, is he doing these four signs? If he is, you're in good shape. If he's not, you need to bring it up to him and see if he can do it. And if he can't, I would really, really suggest you reevaluate the relationship because I can assure you 97.5% of the time you are on track for some pain with this guy. It may not happen today. It may not happen tomorrow, but I can assure you, at a very high percentage, you're going to be in pain if he's not doing these things.
0: Absolutely. So that is on the screen right now if you're listening live. If you're listening to the replay of this, I'll include it in the description. In the episode details, it's called Four Signs. He's Falling for You, 100% free, no strings attached. And if you'd like to book a call with Mike, I believe there should be a link somewhere in there after you click on the free get uh, free free gift link, right? If someone wants to schedule a strategy strategy session with you, Mike.
1: Yeah. um, Great. I, great way to add that in. So (laughs) once you sign up for the, um, get the free gift. I'm going to email it to you immediately or what my software is. It's going to get emailed to you. Then the next page, if you want to sign up for a strategy call, because you're interested in coaching, um, sign up for that. And what's exciting about folks on Bullhorn is that if you want coaching with Helena, uh, this is the only way to get coaching with her. So if you want coaching with her, coaching with me, or coaching with both of us, that call is to set up any of those options. Uh, so we'd be ecstatic to uh, you know, have the opportunity to help you with your love life.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Mike pulled me out of retirement. When it comes to coaching, I hadn't done uh, private coaching in several years, and uh, he got me so excited about his system. Obviously, has the highest success rate in the entire country by far, and so I wanted to hop on board. And we've obviously had some great success working together, and uh, you know, helping people find love. Jill uh, has a comment. She says, "I love it when a man initiates, knows what he wants, and goes after it. Such a turn on. My guy is like that with me. You, Mike, Leah, Chelsea." Anya, etc., have helped me with this journey. I'm grateful for all of you. Oh, thank you so much. You know what? I have a uh, Chelsea Rose coming on tomorrow at one o'clock PM Pacific time. So everyone tune in and Leah Lake is coming on in another week or two as well. Um, As you know, Rory Ray, Adrian Everhart, I have so many amazing experts. Mike, I'd love to have you come back on with me too. I always love chatting with you. And does anyone have any other questions or comments? Mike, do you have any closing thoughts on this? I know we covered a lot of things. We talked about a lot of data. Is there anything else you want to say in terms of the mindset or anything else you'd like to share about meeting a great partner quickly. I'd love to hear it.
1: Yeah. I mean, first thing is there's a lid for every pot. So no matter who you are, what you are, you deserve love. If you want it. Um, the second thing is I really want to harp on what Helena said was being detached from dating. And I want to give you metrics cause I'm a huge number nerd so that you can have a system that's going to lead you past online dating. I want you to not take a man seriously until date six, as if he's like finally a prospect, just a prospect at date six. So at date five, even if you're smitten with him, he doesn't really exist in your world until after date six, because that means he showed up consistently to get you on six dates. Now, try to do about one a week. If you're plopping all six in the first week, that doesn't count. He didn't have to work too hard to get his dates. I'm talking about he sticks around for six weeks, six dates. All right, he finally hits your radar. Even if you're having a great time, radar six dates. Second time is around 60 days. Is he starting to progress this to a relationship? If he's not, what the hell's going on? What's the holdup? And then at six months, is he starting to see a future with you? Is he talking about future plans? And then finally at a year, if you're – you know, over 35 or over two years if you're, you know, under 30. Actually, let's use 30. So depending on how mature you are, decide which bucket you want to go with. Um, But, you know, for my older folks listening, definitely a year. He should know, is he really getting serious about future plans, as in where are we moving? What are we going to do with retirement? Um, You know, what's our plan to get everything together? What are we going to do in five years? and is he executing on all this? So those are the metrics that will ensure you're kind of headed in the right direction.
0: That is so important. I hear from so many women who say, You know, I met this great guy. It's been three weeks. He's coming out strong. He's setting up dates. And, you know, I always say, Fantastic. That's phenomenal. Give it a few months. Let's see if he's still putting in that effort, right? Because the wrong men are going to drop off quickly. And you actually want that to happen. Something I say all the time is, You want to embody this mindset of, gratitude in advance when the wrong people show you that they're the wrong people right away. And that's a good thing. You want to see that as a good thing, like perfect. You're not my future spouse. I'm moving forward rather than getting all caught up in the frustration and the discouragement, because as you know, Mike, that just causes you to attract more and more of what you don't want. Right.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I, yeah.
1: Mean, I want women to be careful too. Cause I, once again, I want to avoid pain. Um, If a guy's coming on really strong and he's really trying to push and he's trying to maybe have these marathon dates that are three, five, eight hours long, anything over like two hour dates, especially in the early phases, like, why is he doing this? You know, psychologists can talk more about this, but going through these dates become kind of wearing on your brain. He wears you down. So if you go on this like five, eight hour date, you're starting to be like, hmm. Kissing him is a good idea. Hmm, maybe I should sleep with him. Or, wow, I'm really feeling connected to this guy. And so if he keeps doing that very quickly and he wants to see you a few times a week, we call this love bombing. He's done this before, and this is a strategy to get you to feel connected to him. So you need to be – if he's going to be the gas pedal, you need to be the brake and put it on a timeline that you feel more comfortable with so that you can slowly build the relationship and get to know him not just love bomb and feel this intense connection. That's not really built on similar values and time and actually slowly getting to know each other, but it's like this forced way of feeling connected that ends in maybe intimacy.
0: Love it. It's so important. I mean, one of the top things you can do is just look for healthy relationship dynamics, right? Not a guy who love bombs you and then pulls away. And then if, you know, if you feel strong and secure within yourself, you're not going to get addicted to that. That's not going to cause such a state change in you to where now you're hooked on this guy, right? It's just that kind of stuff isn't even going to impress you. Do you agree? Tiffany says great point, Mike.
1: Yeah. I mean, I love what you said there. Like, it should just be easy and comfortable and not have a state change, like a state change, like in the first four weeks, like, is this person stable? Like, why is there a state change? Like, that sounds awful. It should just be slow and steady and, and slowly building.
0: Absolutely. Mike, it looks like we have a call or do you mind if we take this really quick before we close out?
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: Okay. So Jennifer, can you hear us? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, thanks for calling in. You're my second caller of all time on my podcast, so I'm so happy that you wanted to first, talk with us.
2: <laughs> the first girl, she's actually in the same group that I am in with Matt Schaefer. Oh, amazing, so yes. So so funny, I heard her, and I'm like, oh my gosh, because I see her all the time on our thing. Anyway, so I did bring this up to Matt before in our group that we talked. You know, I know that I'm not the only female. My friends and... um seeing other groups and chats and stuff, it's really hard to not take online dating personal, I guess. For me here in Arizona, I know it seems crazy, but I I do need attraction. A four, it seems like, I don't even want to give a four a chance, and I know that's awful. But at the same time, you know, the guys, it's just, why do we put our self-worth in guys that don't even... (laughs) We're not even invested in these people, but it just, I know that like us girls talk and it's just like, it just makes us feel so like, okay, you know, like ugly, whatever, like we're not good enough, but I know that it, how do, I guess, how do you not let it get to you? How do you not get like your, why would your self-worth come from people you haven't even met yet? You know what I mean? I think that's what a lot yeah. of us struggle with
0: that is such a great question. It's one of the best questions I've ever heard. <laughs> right? Um Mike, I would love to hear your thoughts on this cuz I know you talk about rejection and, you know, being such a powerful thing, a powerful fear that prevents people from truly putting themselves out there. I would love to hear your thoughts on this one.
1: Yeah, sure. Um after I'm finished, I'd love to hear your kind of your feminine energy mindset ideas on this cuz I think that'd be helpful too. Um but I think I'm sorry, what was your first name? Jennifer. Jennifer, that was such a phenomenal question. Um, What I'd love for you and everyone listening is to use the metrics. Like, I know this sounds boring, but using the six dates over time, and it'll put you in a different mindset. Like, if you're on date five, and even if this guy, like, pulls out all the stops and rents a yacht for you and has strawberry, chocolate-covered strawberries and champagne, and you come home and you tell all your girlfriends, you're like, this was the best date I've ever been on. You're still going to say to them, this was the best date I've ever been on, but this was date five. Let's make sure he shows up for date six. Let's make sure he shows up for 60 days. So it puts you in a mindset of always kind of caveating your fun. Because right now, A lot of people, they have their fun and they're like, I had the best date ever. He's so amazing, blah, blah, blah. But they don't caveat it. So that, by saying the caveat out loud, like, hey, it was just date five, or hey, we're only on day 45. We didn't make it to 60 yet. He hasn't asked me to be his girlfriend. I don't know how serious this guy is. When you start adding in all this stuff, you become less vested in him, and you need to say it out loud, say it to your girlfriends, and then you start believing it in your head. So then if he stops showing up, disappears, breaks up with you, you're kind of like, eh, we only made it to date five. Eh, we only made it to date 45. He never asked me to be his girlfriend. I'm not that surprised. And it allows you to kind of feel better about this stuff. Does that make sense, Jennifer?
2: It makes sense. But what about the part of, like, you don't even get on a date yet? Like, how do you not let yourself work? In, like, your self-esteem just kind of gets shot. And, like, Helena, what you said the other day with Tom was so, like, aha for me because I don't find a lot of men attractive. So when I do find one, it's, like, I do put them on a pedestal a little bit up until now. I don't do that. Mm-hmm. But um, I was, like, oh, my gosh. And so I feel such a scarcity here. I've gone through 100 guys swiping left, like, this is no, no, no. Like <laughs> I mean, they're just, like, I don't even – want to give them a chance, so I can't even get to that part of getting a date, and to be honest with you, I had to get off the apps, and I felt immediately so much better, like my insides felt so much better, and I have friends who did the same thing, they just, it's just like it was just, yeah, it just kind of kills your self-esteem a little bit, you know, and I'm not in that mindset, I'm like trying to be high vibe and, you know, do my thing, I think maybe it's just not totally. a good time for me, or... Yeah. But, yeah, the scarcity thing and then just feeling like, oh, my God, there's nobody out there. And then, yeah, then the ones you do find, you're like, oh, I got rejected. I haven't even gotten a date. I didn't even get a text back or I didn't get a hello or just, like.
0: Yeah, I, I totally get it. So it sounds like what you're experiencing is the men you attract are not the ones you're yes. attracted to. And then, <laughs> then one guy yes. comes along or every once in a while oh, someone comes it. along and like, yes. that's the guy you really like, right? And so you you get yes. invested prematurely. We've yes. all been there. And men do this too, by the way. It's not a gender thing, right? Uh, men do this all the time. So, yeah, I totally get that. I would reframe. I know Mike wanted to get my my mindset <laughs> approach to this. I would just say there is no such thing as rejection there's only a wrong fit you know if somebody is not crazy about you energy coming towards you wants to be with you he doesn't even qualify to get to spend any time with you at all so your new qualifications for a man to even get to spend one second in your mental you know spend one second of your mental or emotional energy on him number one his energy has to be coming towards you consistently over time just like mike explained Number two, you feel good about yourself when you're with him, right? Both when he's right. right in front of you and when he's not, meaning he needs to still be consistent, stay in contact with you. If those two things are not in place, he doesn't even, get, he doesn't even qualify because you know, one of your top qualifications for what you're looking for should be that a guy actually wants to be with you. He's crazy about you. If you yeah. have this pattern going on, and I totally have this going on by myself, but for myself, by the way, so if I can turn this around, anybody can, where, you know, you in your subconscious mind, your feelings of attraction are kind of hooked up with someone who sort of feels slightly out of reach. Is that right. you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, where you just can't quite get a hold of them like the ones basically it's the same as the the men you attract are not the men you are attracted to. It's the other side of the Yeah, point. my type's not the, I'm not my type's type. <laughs> exactly. Yes, <laughs> like, that's like, the uh... perfect way to say that. Yeah, and then exactly. I freak out
2: thinking I have to settle. I'm like I'm going to have to No, settle, you, know? you do not have to settle. settle.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I'll be if alone you're alone
2: forever. I don't care. I will not settle.
0: Yeah, I hear that a lot. But in your energy and your vibe is settle, settle, settle. You're so fear, afraid of settling. You attract people with whom you'd have to settle, you know, and the guys you really like are just not that interested. Is, is that, do I have that right? You're right. Yeah, so um, you have to change this whole thing around in your mind. Basically, you have to um, start spending time with people, I hate to say it, who are not your normal type, (laughs) and learning how to develop, basically see if what a guy feels for you starts to turn you on. You have to just flip this whole thing around. Basically, um, you have to change what feels familiar to you. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah, I had a feeling you were going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I hate to say it. But the good news is the guy you end up with, I guarantee you will be so much more attracted to. You. Everyone's so afraid they're going to have to settle with someone they don't feel it for. And it's just not right. true. Yeah. The guy you end up with, you will be crazy about. You're going to be like, what was I doing with all of these unavailable guys before? Like, like why did I hang in I there know, so long? I know. Yeah, I know. I promise. going to happen. <laughs> I yeah, I promise. You just have to believe it and then act according to that belief by not settling, by just judging the men by the two criteria. Is his energy coming towards you? Do I feel good about myself here? That's it right? Perfect. For a guy to even qualify. It's just like the basics. Just, that's just like for him to even get a chance to talk to you, text you anything. Those two things have to be in place. That's that's where I would start with you. Does that make sense? Yeah,
2: it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening to me. And You're welcome.
0: I hope that was helpful. Yeah. You know, I'll be here all month long, you know, for the most part. So feel free to keep showing up. I'd love to hear how this goes for you, this new criteria. <laughs> and well, I know I that gotta, was helpful for everybody. So thank you I so gotta much. For re, I got to reactivate that app
2: then if I'm going to do that. So I can give you an update.
0: <laughs>
2: Absolutely. Right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Guys. you. Thank you Have so much. Have a great
1: night. You're welcome. Can I share My- a story?
0: Absolutely. And I also, Mike, I want to hear what your thoughts are about taking a break from the apps, because I've, I'm just curious as to what you think about that. If, you know, things aren't feeling like they're flowing.
1: Yeah. I mean, obviously you're the queen of mindset, but if your mindset's not there, you got to take a break and
0: mm-hmm.
1: go enjoy yourself. And then when your mindset's good, come back. Yeah. Um, but I want Jennifer to hopefully she's still listening to hear this story. Um, And by the way, what you said was the best advice I've ever heard on this. And so I hope people just keep rewinding and listening to that because that was amazing. Oh, thank you. Um, But the client I was talking about earlier, Isabella, who met Nick.
0: So they go on their first date. Have you heard the story, Helena? I think I might have, but I love it. So I would love for you to share it here with everybody. All right. They go on their first date.
1: She comes back and she goes, Mike, like, I'm not attracted to this guy. Like, physically, I'm just not. I'm like, okay, on a scale of zero to 10, how was the conversation? It was a 10. I'm like, all right. So he asked you out again. Like, are you going to go? She's like, I guess. I'm like, okay. She goes on second date. Comes back. How was it? I'm not attracted to him. Did you have fun? How was the conversation? It was a 10. I'm like, all right, are you going to go out again? She's like, yep. Fast forward, date five, date six. I'm like, all right, are you going to go out again? Yeah. Still not attracted to him. Finally, she comes to me at date eight. And they finally kissed. It took eight dates. And she comes to me, she goes, Nick is the sexiest man alive. <laughs> and you know what changed? His physical appearance didn't change. He was coming towards her like no man had ever come towards her. The dates he was planning were insane took her to like a PGA, PGA golf event and then out to dinner and then a hotel. And like, just like there was no expense that he wouldn't spend to make sure she had a good time. And he always was showing up and he was always planning the next date. He was always moving his schedule around to see her. And he was super qualified. Like the dude was a PhD or still is. He's a PhD. He's very smart. He's articulate. He's written 20 books. And he's just the sweetest man. So, would you want the sweetest man that's smart, that's going to come towards you? Or do you want some really good looking guy that treats you like shit? Mm hmm. Mm
0: hmm.
1: And eventually, we want the person that adores us because that's the person we can spend every day with.
0: So true. And it's so amazing. For women, we kind of have this superpower where we can develop attraction. So much like that study you shared where, you know, men or women who, I forgot exactly what the numbers were, initially rated a man a four. He bumped, got bumped up to an eight or something based on his personality. For everyone listening, I'd be curious to hear from the ladies, especially, have you ever had a guy friend that you weren't really all that attracted to, but then you got to know him, he made you laugh, you spent some time together, you found out he had all these great qualities and all of a sudden you were attracted to him. I would be curious to hear. I think pretty much everyone has experienced that. I think for men, it's a little different. They're either into you or they're not. They're physically attracted and feeling it for you or they're not. And if he's not, you don't want to put in all this effort to try to convince him that you're his type. I mean, that's just never going to work, right? Um, but for women, we can, we can really feel, we can develop feelings of attraction and chemistry. With a man who's treating us really well, whose energy is coming towards us. Right. Um, have you heard that as well, Mike, from your clients? I mean, you, you just shared a great story of an example of that.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I want to share something and I'm sure Jennifer's experiencing this. I think it's like, I forget the stat. It just came out and I'm blanking on it, but I, I might be quoting this wrong, but I believe it's ninety one, ninety one 91 or 93% of decisions on dating apps of whether we swipe right or left, no matter if you read the whole thing or not, still 93% of decisions, subconsciously or consciously, are still coming from looking at the photo. So we need to break the norm. And for those of you that just went on Bumble today, Bumble knows about this. They came out with the stat. They are well aware of this and they're trying to help you. Believe it or not, Bumble is, is doing something awesome. They now, you know how the picture used to be the full screen? Now mm-hmm. there's some, some text there on the first page. So you can read their bio on the first page. And how I want you to break the norm is stop judging based on the picture. Read. Find someone who has similar interests and values. Have that be your 95% of what your decision is made of. And you will start going on better dates. That's why so many people are having trouble with these apps. Because 90-something percent of us are just using a picture. That's why we're not compatible. We need to get more strategic in how we do online dating. If we want different results.
0: So important. And I've just heard basically every woman I've ever worked with or spoken to who ends up with a phenomenal man who had this pattern going on where they were only attracted to the ones who didn't want them. They all say the same thing. I literally spoke with a client earlier today, one of my favorite people in the whole world. She lives in the Netherlands. All she ever wanted was to have a family. And now she met a guy online after we worked together. They're married. She's pregnant. They've been together, uh, you know, several years now. Um, We were just catching up. But Uh, you know, they all say the same thing. She said the same thing today, just earlier this morning. She said, I'm so attracted to him. I'm so crazy about him. But at first I didn't really see how great he was at first. I thought, Oh, he's a nice guy. He's doing everything right. He's pursuing me. And he got to her. He got to her emotionally. I mean, we've, everyone's experienced that who has this pattern going on of wanting the people who don't want us. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, uh for everyone listening, I see some new people joining um on the screen as Mike's free gift, four signs he's falling for you. You just click that link, totally 100% free, no strings attached. Um, this was great. I'm so glad Jennifer asked that question. She is still here, so she just heard that answer, Mike. So thank you for that. And yeah, I think that sparked some really good conversation. We could do probably a whole nother episode just on that, right? Just on turning around this pattern of, you know, wanting the people who don't want us and then not feeling attracted to the people who were basically showing up and available for everything you say you want right mike
1: yeah i mean (laughs) i'm still dealing with this helena knows like my whole 20s was dating the the woman that i found hot my whole 20s like wasted until i got more strategic you know in my late 20s early 30s where i'm like wait a second i don't get along with these beautiful women (laughs) i need to find someone who i actually get along with once you change that mindset and get more strategic, like you can actually find a partner you can spend your life with.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and it happened for me too. You know, I certainly had the pattern going on where I was only attracted to the unavailable men for years and years, right? You know, and my husband now, I so, I mean, the attraction and chemistry is just so off the charts. It didn't really start out that way. At first, on on both sides, we were kind of like, yeah, we have a nice time together. Yeah, you know, he's he's an attractive person, you know, And, and that chemistry and attraction grew over time. It wasn't the crazy fireworks and sparks on the first date or first couple dates we've talked about this um now I don't even know why I just I just didn't see it you know it took a little time for that to develop and now we're just just crazy about each other I mean it's it's like we're so gross we're so happy that there's not a camera on us at all time we're like on top of each other all the time we're so into each other as Mike probably sees we hang out with Mike all the time so um yeah I just I just didn't quite see it at first. I don't know. It just took a little time for that chemistry and that kind of real attraction to develop, but that's so much better because that's the kind that lasts rather than the crazy fireworks that burn out after a few weeks. Then you're left with this feeling of longing for this person who's no longer coming towards you. Right, Mike?
1: Yeah. it's So spot on. Like, obviously I, I, I know Tom um, pretty well at this point. And when you first meet him, like he's a soft-spoken Um, and he's, he's not going to immediately disclose everything.
0: Yeah. He's an introvert. Yeah. I'm the same way. Mm -hmm.
1: And what, like I've seen Helena Day in the past is people that are more, um, like extroverted and more, um, loud, but none of that ever worked and all that died out. Instead, she was patient and waited to see like, wait, what are his values? What do we have in common? And after a number of dates, you could see that they have so much in common. And so, like, all their values are pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. And that's not going to happen in date one, day two, day three. You're not yeah. going to see all that.
0: Yeah, it's so true. We talked about our first date being a little awkward. Like, we kind of ran out of stuff to talk about because we're both so similar. Like, we don't just, uh, you know offer up information about ourselves freely. I didn't want to like tell him everything about what I did and he's the same way. He's really private as well. And so it just took a little time for that to develop. And then, you know, within weeks we knew that we were the one for each other. We, and then obviously we just let the time go by. Like Mike says, let those, you know, 60 days, 90 days, six months, you just, you know, keep seeing what happens over time. So I would say that's the approach. Don't look for that initial spark. If, in, you know, if you're, if historically you're only attracted to the men where it doesn't work out, that initial spark is working against you. But the good news is you're going to end up with somebody who is so much better than all of those, those guys who didn't work out in the past. I promise you that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this was so much fun. We were way over on time. I just had a blast talking with you, Mike. And thank you for everyone who voted in the polls. And um, the Mike's free gift is still on the screen. Or if you're listening to the replay of this, I'll include all the links that I included here. I'll just put them in the description of this episode. If you want to watch the video with Mike and I and a recent client of ours, an amazing woman in her 60s who found a great guy online really quickly after working with both of us and uh Mike's free gift four signs he's falling in love because we are not about wasting time here. We want you to we you know weed out the potential partners who are not right for you. And the faster you can do that and just move through them without all this emotional charge around it, the more quickly you can attract the person who would just never dream of disappearing or, <laughs> or hurting you or abandoning you, right Mike?
1: I love that. Remove yeah. the emotional charge.
0: Yeah. That's so important. Well said. Yeah, Jennifer says, yes, I need to run from sparks. Absolutely. For you, Jennifer, if you're just like how I was, I totally get you. I, I totally understand the frustration. Yeah, you want to see that as a red flag. If you historically have initially had those sparks with people who it didn't tend to work out. I could do a whole, if this would be helpful for you guys, I can do a whole episode just on that. Maybe next week sometime, because I obviously have so much to say about that. My background being in psychology, I I just know a lot about that and I lived it myself. So yeah, Mike, this was amazing. Any final words of wisdom before we close out? This was so much fun.
1: I'm so pumped. Like, you know, I, I can't believe Jennifer is going to give this a try. Like I thought (laughs) she was stuck in her way and she was going to go. And Jennifer if you're still listening congratulations like if you try this you're going to be you're going to be reaching out to us in like 6 months or a year and you'll be like i found them we did it And you're going to be like, this was so easy.
0: Yeah, Tiffany too. I see. I don't know if you can see the chat. Mike Tiffany's in the chat, says she's in the same boat. I mean, we've all been there. We've all experienced this. So um, yeah, absolutely. I know this will be helpful for everyone, even just listening to the replay of this. If you're listening to the replay, just know you're not alone. And you know what? I'll include a link in the replay as well. If you want to just book a call directly with Mike for a free 15 minute strategy session, if that's okay with you, Mike.
1: Yeah, let's do it. Okay.
0: Okay, great. Well this was so this was wonderful, Mike. Always have so much fun chatting with you. I would love to do this again soon, sometime this month, if you have any free time.
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: All right, and thank you guys so much for listening. I will be back, let's see, tomorrow at one o'clock PM Pacific Time and Friday at two o'clock Pacific time. And you can if you're on the Bullhorn app listening live on the homepage, you should see all the live Uh, broadcasts i have some amazing ones coming up with some great people adrian everhart rory ray leah lake all the favorites i know mike you're a total favorite as well (laughs) so thank you so much and i will talk to you very soon
1: thanks for having me on it was a blast
0: yeah bye everybody